Hello and welcome back to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. And in today's podcast episode, uh, I want to reveal with you, it's very, very special. I have uh, the pleasure of interviewing Julian Cohen-Hill, um, a uh, tinnitus specialist for many decades from the UK. Uh, we've talked a lot about different strategies. Um, he talks a lot about his own and personal story with tinnitus, but also how he became a, a YouTube creator with uh, tens of thousands of subscribers on his YouTube channel, helping a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people worldwide dealing better with tinnitus. And the current strategies that he's pursuing in his work with people with tinnitus. But without further ado, I want to just uh, get into a few little things that I want to recommend to you before we start with the episode. And uh, yeah, then uh, let's all welcome Julian Cohen-Hill into the show. But before we start the episode, I have a very, very short uh, uh, testimonial from Louis from our online tinnitus club at www.mytinnitus.club. Louis is sharing a little bit about his journey and uh, his experience of how the club has helped him to uh, nearly become fully habituated. He's still in the last few coaching sessions, but he is really, really, really happy about having joined our community. And I just want to uh, have you guys hear for yourself of what the community and what we all together can do for you on your individual road to habituation. It really, for me, it was magic. For me, it really awesome. You know, I, I, if, if I ever find that I would fall apart again, I definitely would call you immediately. There would be no other person. You'd be the first one on my list. If I find, oh, what's going on? My tennis is starting to drive me crazy again. You know, maybe I do need the coaching again. Maybe I need some reassurance. Maybe I need um, to feel like I'm connected with others, you'd be the first that I definitely awesome. would want to get back. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I love very, very I nice to you. I loved every class we had. Instead, I find that with you and with the group, everybody's like kind of, kind of like friends. Mm. That's know, the purpose of it. Yeah. And if you want to be part of our group of uh, Tinnitus companions, then I, uh, yeah, I can just encourage you to check out uh, www.mytinnitus.club for a two weeks free trial. Um, we'd be super excited to have you. As we uh, shared before, we have bi-weekly accountability check-ins. Uh, every other week we had game night. Uh, last game night, we had a uh, small Amazon voucher for the winner of our trivia contest. So it's a lot of fun and we'd be super happy to see you there and help you on your individual path to habituation. But let's start with the episode with Julian Cohen-Hill, the tinnitus expert from the UK um, and our fantastic conversation. So it's fantastic to have had Julian on the podcast. And yeah, I hope to um, enlighten you guys a little bit with this episode and very much looking forward to welcoming you under www.mytinnitus.club. See you there. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by Linear, an evidence-based treatment for tinnitus, which has been shown to improve tinnitus symptoms in large-scale clinical trials and real-world patients. Linear retrains the brain by playing soothing sounds and providing mild electrical stimulation to your tongue. 
It's now available throughout Europe and its latest clinical trial results were recently published in a Nature Scientific Journal. To find out more about Lanier, where it's available and read about the research behind it, visit www.lanier.com forward slash outring. That's L-E-N-I-R-E.com forward slash outring. Okay, well, then uh, welcome back, everyone, to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida, and I am your host of the podcast where it's all about tinnitus, tinnitus science, and some uh, approaches that can work for you individually in your current uh, situation with tinnitus. Uh, I am very, very excited about bringing a very special guest to the podcast today. I think many of you will know him. He's a um, a, a very, very well-known figure in the tinnitus space for many, many years. So today I'm super excited to introduce and have on the podcast Julian Cohen-Hill um, from the UK. So uh, Julian, it's a, it's a big pleasure to have you here on the podcast. Maybe just uh, introduce yourself in your own words for a little bit. And yeah, it's a, it's an honor to have you on the show today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Yes, my name is Julian Cowan-Hill and I'm based in London. I am somebody who offers cranial sacral therapy, psychotherapy, and also tinnitus counselling. I have a really long story with tinnitus. Um, I'm 57 years old now. When I was 16, that's when my tinnitus started. It's fairly likely, you know, I'd like... I was at school and I spent two weeks looking around for the cause of this noise. Mm. And it took me quite a long time before I realized it was coming from the inside of my head. And when I mm. when I realized that, I remember feeling completely shocked. And I went to the school doctor and he said, don't worry about it. It'll just go. One of the most positive messages I had from nice. health business. Um, yeah. it, it didn't go. And about 16 years later when i was in my mid-30s it was really getting bad so i'd had a constant noise throughout my 20s and it got worse and worse and then i was doing this job as a wine guide i used to take people on wine holidays all over europe and mm. going to restaurants and something nice. of finest burgundies it was, it was a really interesting job but my tinnitus got really, really bad. And eventually I couldn't hear the phone ring. And I kept on missing messages, really important messages on the answer phone. And I eventually lost a job because I couldn't function. It was too much. I couldn't sleep um, or function. And I went and I gave up my flat, went to live with my mother for a few months and waited to see an ENT and the usual thing um, after waiting six months, I think. He said, oh, there's, you're, you're quite deaf, so you need hearing, hearing aids. Um, so good luck. And I said, well, what about my tinnitus? You know, I've come here to talk to you about tinnitus. Said, oh, you can't do anything about that. Just learn to live with it. Um, there's nothing that can help. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I'd been pushed off a, a cliff and I went into a, a really bad depression and my tinnitus went you know 10 out of 10 it was it was just awful um luckily a friend of my mother's came to visit and she said gosh you know i'm really sorry it sounds like you're very stressed out why don't you try cranial sacral therapy never heard of that so i i went along and had a session and the guy was working on my head and I can remember it was like a transistor radio. My tinnitus started changing 
sound. And I went, how are you doing that? That's it. Um, what are you doing? How how can you do that? And I remember my body on the couch just started going, and I felt these areas of tension releasing. And it was like my whole body just sunk into the couch and my tinnitus started changing. And at the end of the session, I felt incredibly relaxed. Wow. In fact, I was so relaxed. Um, I had to drive really slowly and I had to keep on stopping because um, I shouldn't have driven that. So I was just so relaxed. And I started laughing and crying. I was laughing and laughing and crying. And it was like a huge amount of tension just being open up and wow. Um, and for the next few days, I just I felt very emotional. Um, and my tinnitus sounded a bit quieter. And I couldn't believe it. It was actually really shocking for me. So I went back and had a few more sessions and it really felt like after 20 years, something was changing my tinnitus and it was starting to, to ease off a bit. So I decided to train as a cranial sacral therapist. I was, I'd lost my job. Working with food and wine is, was not good for tinnitus. Um, right. And um, and I signed up. I did a taster weekend that loved it. And, and then I enrolled as a student. And we all learn how to be professional cranial sacral therapists by practicing hands-on stuff. And we were using each other as guinea pigs, learning and working on each other. And over the course of a year, my tinnitus came down wow. until the following summer when I had my first silence. And I remember waking up in the morning thinking, oh, my God. And I, um, it was a summer morning. I was at my mother's house. And I just got up and I ran to the bottom of the garden. And I remember there was a wood pigeon. Do, 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 just doing it. It's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it stopped. And there was nothing. And wow. I was, I thought, oh, my God. I knew it. I knew it. I just, deep down, I had a sense. I knew I could get better. Um, I didn't believe what the ENT had said. At the beginning, I did. It really shocked me. But but when I had my first silence, I thought, right, yes, I can get better. If I wow. can get better, then other wow. people can. Yeah. And so I vowed to myself that I'd do my best to help people with tinnitus. And I set up a practice. I was still finishing, I was still training. And from day one, I've just been really busy working with tinnitus people. And um, I've, I've been doing cranial work now for 23 years. Wow. I also trained as a psychotherapist. Um, and that's been amazing work. It's really, really re rewarding work. And I've learned quite a lot about tinnitus. And, and I used to get really fed up with all the negativity <laughs> out there on the internet. Yeah. So I thought if I can get better, when I learn things, why don't I just put it on YouTube? Right. So right. I just shared my stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. That's I'm going to make a, a three minute video and I just put it out yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. And then, you know, that now there's something like 205 videos on YouTube. 
And I get emails from all over the world from people saying, hey, I found your videos and they they really helped. You know, I was really in a dark place yeah. and yeah. thanks yeah. to I'm better. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and, and and just to just to get in there, like to be to to the listeners and to the people who have not seen your YouTube channel yet, you are one of the most popular YouTube channel in the space of Tinnitus. Like uh -huh. for how many years now? When 20, did you start? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, 20, wow. 2010, I think. I can't remember when yeah. I started. The YouTube 13 video. years then. Yeah. That's incredible. But, but the trouble with YouTube, I think YouTube's amazing, but you yeah. get um, negative information and, and you can watch a video and suddenly you can get flicked into a really dark and negative video. Yeah. And you get lots of trolls, you know, people. Yeah. Who, yeah. Um, very yeah. very destructive and aggressive and nasty yeah <laughs> and they write their their nasty stuff right and it really upsets people and right and so as a therapist my job is to help people feel safe help yeah. people understand and yeah. help people yeah to yeah yeah my, my approach also is when people when people ask me uh, oh sorry uh, when when people ask me um like how do you deal with these like negative online communities etc then i say think about it this way right we humans are geared for for survival and uh when uh, all of the other humans run one way because there's a lion approaching surely you're running with them right so when you see a negative comment and someone says he's just having the hardest time because of tinnitus he might have 10 other things going on in life that make him feel the way he feels and i mean yes tinnitus might be a big uh, big player in the game but, you know, often people just uh, post these comments in order to open up a valve for some stress release, right? They don't think about what that does to other people and maybe don't think about maybe deleting the comment because three months later they feel completely different, right? Yeah. And that triggers so many other people and that release of negativity is just the overwhelming amount of people on the internet when you Google, when you go into Timothy's, it's just all negative. So like we are, like, I mean, I have a, a relatively tiny YouTube channel compared to yours. Um, but we are fighting basically like these big negative, huge negative outlets. And when you see that, for example, now when you chat GPT in relation to Tinnitus, there's a negative bias, right? The AI has a negative bias towards Tinnitus because that's how the internet is seeing Tinnitus. It's really, it's, it's such a shame. So because yeah. of that, um, I just, I created um, an app called Quieten. Um nice. So I, I deliberately created it to, to to create a safe haven to mm. protect people from negativity. Mm. You think about the marketplace for hundreds and thousands of years. You have a you have a market and you sell your apples. Yeah. And if someone comes along and says, oh, "I don't like your apples," um, yeah. they move on. Or if they if they let go of some nasty stuff and leave a mess in front of your market stall, yeah. At the end of the day, you pack away, the rain comes along and washes it away. But on the internet, the negativity stays there and festers um, and it causes no end of suffering. And if you have very vulnerable, uh, fearful people and then they come across negative information that can really make a huge difference. So my app, Quieten, um, it kind of looks like this when you open it up. Um, mm. It, you have a question and answer session. You have lots of um, different talks, yoga, etc. 
Um, I put information on my healing retreat in Sardinia coming up. We can nice. talk about there's a matrix here. So people who are stuck, oh my God, I can't yeah. get this. You click on that level and then you get talks for that nice. level. Learning tinnitus. And then very important, you get techniques. So oh. you know, one of the techniques, the evening face massage. Um the practical things where if you're if you're yawning and you're ma massaging your face and going behind your ears and neck, when you yawn, it's a natural way of de-stressing your ear, nose, and throat system. The tubes pop open and the little auditory muscles um have a release. You can hear the sound. You know practically doing these very very simple but powerful de-stressing practices are, are really really helpful so basically mm. i've collected after 23 years of working with tinnitus people all the stuff that's helped them i've collected it together and put it on the app wow so lots of information on what tinnitus is what makes it better what makes it worse and lots of practical um, techniques, you know, physical practices that you can do, ways of focusing, ways of de-stressing the 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 upper body in a way that really helps tinnitus get better, and it's and it's safe. There's no sort of person vomiting their negativity um, yeah. and <laughs> stress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we do have a designated space for that, um, but we have a trigger warning in that space. In our community, it's called the tinnitus venting zone. So people are allowed to go in there and to vent. But yeah. I always want the people to take thirty seconds to two minutes before they vent in order to write it down before posting it. So mm -hmm. while they vent, they start getting a question out there for other members inside the community to say, okay, I mean, I'm venting release of negative energy, but I don't say this is the worst day I've ever had. I'm going to kill myself. I'm mm -hmm. going to say, what are the emotions that I experience? Why am I experiencing them? And then maybe I can get feedback from other people, how, yeah. how they have behaved in response to these emotions. And then yeah. it can turn into a very powerful tool for the whole community, right? If you don't want to go in there, there's our trigger warning where we say, if you don't feel like you're having your best days right now, maybe don't go into the venting space. Mm -hmm. But when you yeah. feel like you need a vent and mm -hmm. you want feedback from others and we want to keep it creative, then you mm -hmm. can go in there. But, you know, it's like it's like at least we're creating a space with rules for that release, for that, as you called it, like vomiting out of negative energy, because we, we turn it into something quite beautiful. We turn it into a tool of getting feedback from other people who experience something similar, the same of who've even been able to overcome it. So yeah. in a way, I, I super agree because, I mean, uh, and also for all the people, uh, is it available on iOS and Android, the quieting yeah. app? Fantastic. Yeah. I mean... I mean, that's, that's fantastic, yeah. The question and answer sessions, I hold them once every two weeks. Um, nice. it, it's great because you see people coming along and they're, they're stressed out, but they hear other people getting better yeah. and people make suggestions to each other. Well, I tried this or this really, really helped. And it's lovely seeing people getting better. And it's very therapeutic because it's all about helping and supporting when people are in a dark place, it's very good for them to have 
therapy and have somebody they can vent with you know and so i'm really used to people coming along and and telling me everything and and i've been on the journey so i can really yeah yeah relate relate to to it and in in a group situation we just need to make sure we're all going in the right direction so i think what you've set up there is full of awareness there's safety in it um and that that sounds great yeah I wonder, and we've uh, talked a little bit about this um, uh, in in before, so I, I just want to ask that question. I hope, hope that you don't mind. Um, for me, I felt like after four years of doing this, I, I really enjoy it. And it's sort of, I think life has thrown uh, single-sided deafness and tinnitus and hearing aids towards me for a reason. Um, so it's been a big struggle in my life, but it's also given me a lot of purpose and allowed me to do this and connect with people, amazing people such as yourself. So I'm really, really grateful for that, right? That I'm not sitting in an office, uh, reviewing tax forms or something like that, because I don't think I'm, I am someone like that, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, it does get, and, and maybe like just from someone who's only been doing it for half a decade and not for two to three decades, uh, how do you deal with um, uh, these settings and 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 with people of of taking people's negative emotions and protecting yourself from it? Because I I think as a, as a trained psychotherapist, that's someone that you learn in training as well. And for me, it's like something that I have to learn by doing it because I'm a coach. Yeah. A what, what is your opinion? I I, I love doing it. Um, I find it tremendously rewarding helping people. Um, yeah. Every day I get emails from people saying, you saved my life. Thanks. Thank you so much. I was going to give up my jazz profession and I found your information and I took your advice and now I'm much better. Well, now I've come back to to quiet. So that's tremendously rewarding. Um, And with cranial work, you become aware of a person's mind, body and energetic system. And it's incredibly beautiful when you feel somebody's system just dropping into stillness. Mm. And all the mind stops, all the the, the jumpy electric jelly goes calm and smooth and all the floaty swirliness settles. And the the whole room feels really peaceful. And very often when somebody drops into stillness, you can feel the body going incredibly calm. Then, very often they say gosh my tinnitus has gone quiet you know and that's I, I love that that's what's happened to me and that's what I really love experiencing with clients that I work with I know I have got better I had tinnitus for 20 years and I've had like over 20 years without tinnitus now you know I have most of my life is zero I hear nothing in a quiet room and I had it incredibly badly so I know I've got better and I've helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people get better. I know it's possible to get better. So if somebody comes into my clinic in great distress saying, I'm never going to get better. I've been told I can not And, you know, they're completely frozen, overwhelmed and trapped. Help get me out of here. I can't escape. My knowing that it is possible mm. to get better really helps me right stay very calm and clear i i know people can get better right and i can't really pretend otherwise right. so i can very very blocked mindset saying oh what you're saying is rubbish you can't get better and i said well you're entitled to your opinion i really respect your opinion 
right? Maybe it's possible for things to shift. Have you considered this? Yeah. Maybe try that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then people start opening up and things start right. shifting and changing. So so I'm lucky that I have quite a strong fulcrum of, of knowing. I have helped very stuck people get better. Um, and the healing work, um, you know, in, in, in scientific circles, healing is almost a dirty word. But when, when you feel somebody's nervous system and energetic system go very yeah. calm, peaceful, it just, that's it. That's what I yeah. want. That's yeah. That's a relief for me and for them. Right. And, and and that's what matters. Right. So I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, that's of course, um, that's of course amazing. And um, I, I think that uh, uh, it's amazing that you have been able to help so many hundreds and hundreds of people all over the world with your program and with your work as, um, as a, a psychologist and, and craniosacral therapist. Um, how much would you say does it depends on the various forms of tinnitus to what extent? I mean, look, consider my case, right? I am a hearing loss based tinnitus sufferer. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's just the way it is. I'm I, I sure I have some problems with my neck and back and grinding my teeth. And I have exactly what you described, this wobbly da -da 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 energy all the time. Yeah. I'm bubbly, I'm creative, I'm all over the place all the time. I surely would need some cranial sacrotherapy just to get my system to drop. Okay. I started doing acceptance and commitment therapy in my coaching program and also uh, courses on my community, etc. As right. I had uh, insomnia for a few years, not because of tinnitus, but because just life and that was the one thing that helped me so i went into a sleep clinic and even like the, the most renowned sleep scientist here in germany he's like well you know what uh, in the end we'll get you an off-label antidepressant and i said well i'm not depressed i can't sleep like it's not that i'm like depressed i just have trouble sleeping mm -hmm. and then i got um to uh, uh i got a book recommendation it's called uh, the sleep book by dr guy meadows And he uses uh, acceptance and commitment therapy. He's also a, a, a doctor in, in London. He has a sleep clinic there, very successful sleep clinic. And they use acceptance and commitment therapy. And then that was the one thing that literally helped me from getting very few hours of not great sleep and always being a zombie to like starting to sleep normal and natural again. And I was so amazed by that, that I thought like, okay, often or not for everyone, but for some people, it's not so much the things itself but rather the relationships with the things that turn into a, an emotional reactive state that govern the outcome, right? In my, in my case, the outcome is sleeplessness because mm -hmm. my relationship with my bed when I start brushing my teeth at night is like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to go to bed. Will I be able to sleep? And in that state, surely I won't be able to sleep. And the same thing with tinnitus, when I know my tinnitus has been producing all these negative emotions, all that outburst of, of, of stress hormones inside my body, making me feel so bad and drained mm -hmm. and energyless. When I have that same reaction to my tinnitus, then of course, that is the problem that I won't be able to fix. So in essence, my question is, and sorry for that long phrasing of the question, but I, I want to lead people, segue them into the question of you uh, uh, combine both approaches, physical mm -hmm. and mental sort of like saying physical being the craniosacral therapy and and more like physical the physical body approach mm -hmm. and psychological being more mm -hmm. your work as a psychotherapist mm -hmm. and if you were to say if a, a patient comes in 
Is it mostly that they have in, in need of both of these approaches or sometimes just a singular approach? And I mean, do you think that you're special in a way that you were able to help your tinnitus quieten it completely? Yes. And other people might not be able to or... Yes. Um, so the, I think mentally understanding what it is and how it works is really helpful. Um, yeah. So p putting out a lot of information, it helps people see tinnitus. Instead of seeing it as a monster, they can start to see it as a healthometer. Mm. It's feedback in their nervous system showing that they're too up and out and they're too alerted. The hearing sensitivity is too high. Mm. And so they end up hearing the buzz of the brain. Mm. Um, and knowing that taking the attention away from that, shifting your focus, calming, completely changes this pattern, that's really, really helpful. So you don't feel trapped. You start to think, oh, gosh, yes, this is a changeable feast. Our hearing's very changeable all day long. It becomes sensitive and it switches off. It alerts, it switches off. This is normal yeah. physiology. Hugely, yeah. horribly overlooked by the ENT um, community. This is so fundamental to tinnitus True, that yeah. people are in that up and alert state, True, so yeah. tuned in that they're hearing the buzz of the brain. So psychologically, it's very helpful to understand that hearing is changeable. We can change our focus and we can settle our nervous system. Yeah. The body stuff calms the nervous system down so if you have very fired up very creative very alert people <laughs> um it's really great to have cranial work i think all good body work is fantastic i love cranial work because it's very deep and it's very gentle it's very safe and it helped me more than anything so if you get help to really drop into stillness and switch off you feel incredibly safe so all that hyper alertness the radar mm. ears can switch off mm. is hugely helpful. So mm. I think both, both are really, really important. So people who have body work, I recommend everybody to find a good hands-on therapist to switch them off. Do try cranial work, cranial sacral therapy. It's fantastic. I will. I will. And then um, learning yoga, tai chi, massaging, um, breathing practices. There's so many things we can do mm. to take our mind off the ringing and to settle and calm the whole nervous system. Mm. You know, the, these things help people get better. Mm. Yeah. I I am uh, an absolute big fan of all of these combination of approaches. I... I set out to do um, a, a quick yoga session every day. Sometimes I comply, sometimes I don't. But I do see that in the days that I start my day um, with a 15, 20-minute yoga practice and then like just 10 to 15 minutes of meditation mm -hmm. afterwards. However it is, right? If it's a really meditation where you're all over the place or whether it's a meditation where you really learn to settle down, it just gives you a check-in of where you are, where you're at that day, and then you can start and kick off your day a little bit more mindfully. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I manage well. Sometimes you probably you know it as well with uh, having a business, uh, an online business. Sometimes you manage. Sometimes it's just you're all over the place. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that comes with the fact of having a, a business. But um, 
I wanted to ask you um, how would it look like if a, if you work with a one-on-one -on -one person, how would that look like? How would you go through it? If they come into your clinic and you say like they're very distressed and they say, mm. oh, I will never get better. What would sort of be the trajectory if you work with that person? Look, I, I take the case history so I understand how it was triggered, what was going on in their lives beforehand and try to piece together the puzzle that's unique mm. to them and mm. suggest that because of this, that's happened. Mm. Then I make recommendations of practices, approaches, body work, some dietary things. I, I just give them a bit of useful, practical information. Mm -hmm. And then I give them homework to do, <laughs> so mm. techniques and practices. Mm -hmm. The cranial work, the hands-on work, um that's really important because that can i can track their nervous system i can start to build up a picture of what's going on inside their skin bag right um right. <laughs> and you can you can see how that progresses over time so i i always write seven to four out of ten so they come in and they're buzzing really charged up yeah. with seven, and by the yeah. time they leave maybe they've dropped down to a lovely smooth three Wow. Or maybe drop down into stillness. They might get down wow. to one or two, which wow. is really calm. Yeah. So that that's the face-to-face -face work. And then I have clients all over the world, world, and we meet online, and I take their case history, and I talk to them about it. We do focusing techniques when we get into the deeper work. So I teach them how to find their center, On my app, for example, I'd recommend this for anybody. Um, mm. On the app, when you go into the matrix, on level four techniques, the first technique is called the boat mask meditation. Nice. And this this technique, you basically you you focus in on your spine, you feel your physical spine, and then you move backwards and forwards like a boat on the water, the mast of a boat just calmly moving backwards and forwards or from side to side. And you learn to anchor your midline down into the ground. Actually feels very nice. Most people get it. I've been amazed by how everybody says, oh, I tried that. Yeah, I could get it. And and when you anchor and you become aware of your your midline, automatically you're taking the intense focus away from your head and your ears mm. by focusing on your sensei. This is very safe. And by anchoring, the nervous system tends to like, you know, feeling its foundations and feeling settled in. That's very calming for the, for the nervous system. So, you know, th these, these practices and approaches can, can really help And for somebody like you, who's had hearing loss, deafness, and hard of hearing, your 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 auditory system may be trying to hear. So it's it's ramping up the internal yeah. sensitivity, which is really part central to tinnitus. Yeah. When you can stop doing that, instead of going around with radar ears trying to pick up any last piece of sound, when you can just switch off. And let your hearing settle and let your system focus, then even with really major hearing loss, your tinnitus can still get better. Mm. 
there's a myth in the medical community that if you have damaged hair cells, mm. that gives you tinnitus for life. It's just not true. Mm. If you lose hearing, I deal mm. with loads of people who suddenly lose hearing. If you lose your hearing, it's common to get tinnitus. The brain puts tinnitus in like a nerve compensation. Yeah. But that can then stop and go away. And one of the key ways of that happening is instead of listening out like a radar, really learning to switch off and and stop fighting it and to just accept and be and hopefully drop into a much calmer, more settled nervous system, then that hypervigilance really switches off mm. Mm. and hearing can work with the physical sounds it's detecting and it can switch off. Happy ears can switch off. They mm. go in, they go into screen save mode. Mm. When you fall when you fall asleep in front of the television at night, you've got screaming, gunshots, ambulances, ah, coming out of the TV, and you can just yeah. That's a perfect example. Yeah, tons of noise coming in, and your your brain, your nervous system goes no doesn't matter yeah it's not important now which off yeah because you're because you're safe because it doesn't matter yeah the audio system doesn't hear it it really does switch off Mm. so you can get better yeah no 100 100 I I I 100% believe that and and the other I think the other day or a couple of weeks ago I read an article that surely there is a deeper level of subconscious awareness. And this, it, I mean, it has to be there because if you manage to fall asleep to the sound of gunshots coming from the TV and some deeper level knows that those sounds are coming from the TV, so it's not important that we pay attention to them is the mm-hmm. one thing. But when you start hearing your baby uh, uh, miss a breath or something like that, you wake up immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. So there is, there must be a deeper level of subconscious awareness screening for what to pay attention to and what not. Right? Absolutely. And it's all about your relationship with the noise. Mm. So if you like the sound of the wind in the trees, um, it's very relaxing. You can fall asleep. But if you've had a horrible experience of hypersensitive hearing, yeah. the, the fridge or the yeah. light bulb um, or the and- neighbors. <laughs> yeah, the neighbors. Oh my God. You know, if, when you start going, oh, I hate that noise, and you react to it, the first thing that happens is that your sound sensitivity goes up and right. your brain goes and fetches it even more. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's horrible. Um, you know, I've, I've had worked with people who have been terrified of the sound of a bird, but they can sing in an opera. Mm. It's yeah, so revealing, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. because the music is beautiful yeah. and because we love music or if we're talking to friends and we're catching up over a lovely dinner, we can we can talk with three or four people with no problems. Yeah. But then we get home and, oh, my God, is that fridge going to drive me crazy? Yeah. And yeah. and then the mind yeah. goes and fetches the yeah. fridge and we react enormously. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I have a, a good anecdote there. I won't n- n- mention any names, of course, but I had a client once from, uh, from the UK as well, and uh, 
she was so uh she had such a degree of hyperacusis that she would not be able to work on her laptop because her laptop fan would be mm. too loud for her to tolerate and i was mm. like a laptop fan is something that if i take my hearing aid out i can't hear that anymore it's impossible for me to hear that but when she would go out to the pub have two glasses of white wine she wouldn't mm. she wouldn't mind 95 decibel of conversation in the background yeah exactly like, how is that even possible i mean it must be the psychological connection to the laptop or the work that you're doing on that laptop entirely right, versus yeah. it's about it's about the relationship i mean in, in my book yeah. I wrote a book tinnitus from tyrant to friends yeah yeah when you when you understand tinnitus let it be stop fighting it and and start really shifting and settling yeah you can see that tinnitus is actually a healthy feedback loop it it comes up it's giving you information your ears are going whoa 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 wait a minute um <laughs> you start to see tinnitus as like um a healthometer yeah you look at the things that make it worse you look at the things that make it better mm. you try and change your lifestyle to accommodate the things that make it better mm. you start to see that tinnitus is actually a useful healthometer telling you quite a lot about your own feelings how you react um what makes you feel safe and it's actually, dare I say it, a fantastic mm. symptom because when you work with it, it's possible to make a really good recovery mm. and it teaches you a lot about your own personality and what makes you afraid, what makes you feel safe. And it's very changeable. It can come right down. So, you know, that that book, I'll, I'll just grab it. Um, Please. Um, so, Tinnitus from Tyrant to Friend. Um, inside this book, there's um, a matrix. When at the bottom, when you're stuck with it, help, help, help. It's like a tyrant. I can't get out of here. Mm. If, once you come up across this line, you you have a really good sense of what makes me better, and you and you just do more of the things to help your tinnitus get better. And it becomes like a friendly feedback loop. Mm. And once it comes down to a really low level, so when we're back to, down to 0 0.5 out of 10, or maybe a 1, you know, you've gone from that horrible high tinnitus, it's come right down to very boring, not quite sure if I've got it or not, tinnitus. Um, yeah. Then doing yawning, face massages, stretching. Yeah shifting your focus into your midline these things can be enough to just switch it off you don't go nice. into this you just do something useful and then move on and you don't fixate on it mm. yeah for me it's mostly i don't think my tinnitus is or i mean I, I'm happy to have your opinion on that, but my tinnitus for me is not bothersome. So I go outside and if I concentrate on it, I can clearly hear it, right? But my hearing aid he allows me to hear all the other things. So mm -hmm. don't have a negative relationship for me. For me, it's like I also sit down, I do a meditation. I get into very relatively deep states of meditation. Um, I love doing yoga nidra um, and I can switch off. So it's not that tinnitus is not allowing me to do that. 
but it is there. But for me, much more, and this is, I think, what you, what I need to work on personally much more, is that uh, with this only one ear, the other ear has to do all the hearing work. And then, of course, it needs to, like, th this ear needs to act like a, a one of these big antenna receivers to basically get everything in because we need to measure our environment mm. for dangers and so on and so forth. So I think those are the things that, for me, make me maybe in a normal day's work more tired because I have mm -hmm. to take extra, I have to pay extra attention because I don't have those two functioning uh, yeah. ears. And I have to also see that I have a, a lot, lot higher rate of my brain working in deciphering things, etc. And yeah. probably one of the reasons why I have more difficulty switching off at night as well. Yeah. So, so a couple of responses to you, um, if you can do that boat mask meditation and get used to feeling your center and like sensing stillness in the room. So you're not listening for silence. You're experiencing the calm, still atmosphere mm. through your body. If you like, mm. that's very safe. Um, if you, I don't know if you've learned um, lip reading, gone to a lip reading class, but if I'm, I'm, profoundly deaf in this year and moderately deaf in this year mm. um and if you learn a lip reading class it's great fun it's incredibly easy to learn and then when you're talking to people even at a dinner party with lots of noise you can follow the conversation you have to look on what's the yeah, mouth yeah, sure. but it, you really stay connected and yeah. you're probably lip reading already but you yeah, i do if you do a yeah. class, you will become nice. excellent at lip lip reading. Oh, wow. Um, it really, really helps massively. That's such good fun. And your radar ears turning um, on a little. You know, you the function, the principal function of hearing is to keep you safe. So if you're walking down the street and somebody comes racing along on a bicycle, hopefully you'll be able to hear them enough. Um, but if you can get your system to really know deep peace and calm, then the hypervigilance of your auditory system can can reset itself back to a normal focus. Mm. Please remember that focused ears, calm, focused ears are much clearer. They can hear a violin in an orchestra. Mm. If you're in fight or flight ears, yeah. you do noise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the more focused we are, yeah, the more our hearing becomes focused. So actually being calm and focused makes our hearing function much, much better. Mm. And for you and me, we need to make the most of the hearing we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I do think those two things make a big difference, being calm and focused, allowing your ears not to be radars and, and lip reading. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a very helpful other skill. Hmm. Thank you for that suggestion. How long would I be doing the how long and how often would I do these uh, practice? I mean, lip reading, I can do a class. But for example, yeah. the boat mast, would you recommend to do it like three times a day, five minutes or, or what? Uh, yeah, I I, I would I'd recommend doing it. Um, I mean, it's good to do it together once, 
because then if, if we do it together once then you pick up on the transference of it you know you can feel the joint um experience of it even if you're in germany and i'm in london it still happens yeah. um yeah. once you've got it you um then it's it's incredibly easy to do and the the trick is to remember to do it so when you sit down <laughs> in front of your workplace your computer it's good just to take a few moments to get your bearings i trained as a psychotherapist in a buddhist psychotherapy college wow. it, nice. the, the karuna institute a fantastic um training and and one of the main resources we needed as a psychotherapist to make sure that we're fine first to settle and sit with our midline first before we open to the other person mm. and so this practice was very much along their lines of working it's just one of the most useful things i've ever learned in my life and yes if you can just do it little and often it's it's incredibly helpful i've watched the video and do it properly um a couple of times so i talk you through it um and then and then you once you've got it you've got it and you just deepen into it you can really feel a very powerful connection through your midline down into the ground and it feels like an oak tree sometimes you feel very rooted and it wow. makes you feel strong and clear so all your senses, oh, they can just switch off and feel safe again. This, this is all about safety as far mm. as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. Feeling yeah. safe so can switch off. Yeah, yeah. Because of course, like, if you look at it, people with, <laughs> with incredible amounts of uh, tinnitus distress, what they feel and where that is coming from the arousal in the body is feelings of being unsafe with the state your body is in right yeah, so people exactly. will say like on on facebook you say like no it's it's not that i feel stressed it's not i'm not anxious i'm not angry i'm not sad uh, i just don't like my tinnitus and i'm like well and how does that make you feel and what happens mm -hmm. with your body mm -hmm. right like so, so pe people people think it's solely and simply that sound that they dislike that they experience, and if it, they could only get rid of that sound, but what they need to experience and realize first, it's that reaction to that sound that puts them in a sort of fight or flight state constantly, which drains all their energy. Then, which then of course makes it incredibly difficult to get exactly. out of the vicious cycle because you constantly hear it. Exactly. I, I went to the Tinnitus Research Initiative, which is a conference on si tinnitus science and research in Dublin this summer. And oh, nice. it was great to see all the, the scientific papers being presented yeah. and seeing which parts of the central nervous system are responsible for tinnitus. And some of the messages, one thing that's very clear, it's there, there's several different parts of the central nervous system you know, in the limbic system, the amygdala. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. all various different places. Yeah. And if you think at what they do in the central nervous system, it all starts to make sense. But there's a very complicated network of places that are interacting with each other. Um, and it's all about safety, knowing where you are, what is the sound? Is it is it dangerous? Is it friendly? Um, where is it? Uh, you know, it all starts to 
even in the scientific research world, the, the you know, if you look at the bits that it's saying, you look at the story it's telling, it's all telling the same story. It's all about feeling safe. It's all about being able to be focused and calm. And um, it's, I find it very exciting. You know, it's great to be able to pool all the information together and get quite a clear picture of, of this symptom. And, and, and Julian, how amazing must it feel for you to see that uh, you've been doing this for decades now? And uh, I mean, a little bit, the, the sad part about it is that there are hundreds of thousands of ENTs out there all over the world who literally daily send probably hundreds of thousands of people back home to say like, there's nothing we can do. Just don't be so stressed out about it. And there's yeah. literally a handful of people who have understood this concept from very early on of how important it is to get the person a feeling of being able to be safe while experiencing tinnitus as yeah. the very first step in the door of getting better with that tinnitus, yeah. right? Yeah, it is, it, it is absolutely essential, you know, feeling safe, calming, settling, understanding, having a good, clear understanding of how it works. It, it makes a huge difference. And at the conference, you know, I met some wonderful ENTs who had a brilliant understanding of tinnitus. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I wish I could put my app into the National Health Service. <laughs> you know, it'd be great. Um, yeah. I have learned quite a lot about tinnitus from 40 yeah. years of my own life story yeah. now. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the medical model needs double blind placebo yeah, randomized whatnot randomized research yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. which i completely get well yeah um you know that's the way the medical model is people getting better mm. is what as a therapist that's what matters to me i want people to get of better of course I, i did have somebody recently say well if there's no scientific evidence for it it's worthless and i said no that's of course not racism. that's a, an elitist um, way of thinking which uh, there's nothing more important than people getting better that's yeah. the most important thing <laughs> yeah so yeah it's and, and that's that's unfortunate maybe that's uh maybe that's uh i mean that's my personal opinion let's not get into politics but uh, maybe <laughs> that's one po po uh, positive thing about you guys uh, having left the eu that uh, now you don't have to do the medical certification process of a1 and a2 anymore But imagine that it's still very, very, very difficult to certify an app as a medical product and to prove that it helps and benefits people. But um, yeah, no, Britain's very good for that, actually. Okay. You know, um, we, we, are, we are allowed as practice, practitioners, as long as we're qualified and we're insured yeah. and we're, yeah. we're supervised, we're allowed to work. Um, right. And, and we're not paid by insurance companies, you know, Our business works because we help people. We're yeah. not subsidized. So, nope. so you know, so if, if your work works, then then work goes well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as simple as that, yeah. But it's, you know, the grassroots, people finding out about the work. That's why YouTube's been really helpful because a lot of people find the videos and then start learning and they start realizing that they can get better. And, you know, they start knowing more about tinnitus than ENT people do. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm completely sure. behind the ENTs. I, I really, yeah. 
just wish that we could all um, un- learn from each other. They do amazing work. They're yep. all brilliant, yep. highly intelligent people. Um, yep. I get cross when they say there's nothing you can do about tinnitus. That's true. Uh, you know, that's not Same true. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I 100% agree, Julian. Um, that's something that I deal a lot with a lot of people and people say, I mean, I've, I've only been doing this for, for a, a fraction of the time that you've been doing this, but I get people, they say to me, like, this is the first time they've ever felt they could connect with someone who understands. And that alone as very first thing starts to settle them a little bit. And then the continued practice, I mean, I've been doing it for nearly five years now as well. And I've found my way of doing things. Now I do work a little bit more <laughs> With the um, with the, uh, the 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 vicious cycle of feelings, emotions, uh, reaction, and reaction towards your tinnitus using right. using using tools of CBT and acceptance mm-hmm. and commitment, but of course also um, for some people, I know that the right kind of stretches are important. For example, the one guy he does a lot of cycling, so I'm asking him like, do you stretch your hip flexors? Right? I'm like, he goes to physiotherapy, and I'm like, no, she works on my on my back mainly. I'm like, well, if you're doing a lot of cycling. Mostly, probably the, the the butt muscles and the hip flexors are the ones that you definitely need to stretch when you also sit in your music school the rest of the day. So you yeah. should be stretching those guys as well, because either, otherwise you're going to get tension in your neck and that's going to cause headaches. It's going to make your tinnitus go up. Yeah. So it is all connected, but it's not the primary thing, uh, part of things that I focus on. But I do also get very sad when people come to me and say, for example, let's say in ENT in the US, they spend $300 on a 10 minute consultation. And the guy said to him like, well, why do you even book the consultation? You know, there's nothing I can do. And it's yeah, like, it, that's outrageous, right? Yeah, well, they, can... should, they should say, I don't know how to yeah. help you yeah. before you spend the money. Yeah. Um, and But the trouble is that the people in the position of power and authority, they come out with statements like, repeat after me, you're, you've got tinnitus, you're going to have tinnitus, you're going to have tinnitus for the rest of your life. One ENT I heard said that to the client, and they said that's like casting a spell on you. Yeah, that is for sure. nonsense. You know, so it's um, fortunately with the internet, there are lots of, it is possible to get in touch with, with helpful information from people who have got better themselves. The difficulty is that there's just so much information and people don't know where to turn. No and system, no really proper system. Yeah. really overwhelmed um yeah and you know i obviously attract people who are interested in body work and they like the whole notion of dropping into stillness and you know like that a lot you know experiencing that people people who are interested in that then they come through the door and if somebody says look i think your work is nonsense and hocus pocus um which you know it happens from time to time. Unfortunately, on Wikipedia, what they write about cranial psychotherapy is just—it's just—it's like a witch hunt. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And those people—they—they they go, they go and fight. They're waiting for their pill with scientists in their white coats saying, "Off we go. Good, um, good luck. I hope they find it." But I just—I just like working with the people who come through the door, and I put my information out there, and and that kind of attracts the right kind of people we all need to find what works for us yeah i i think this like 
this doomed, this almost like not death sentence, but this 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 thing that when people are stuck in this fight or flight and in this incredibly reactive mode where they feel so drained and so bad. And when you then go to them and tell them you're going to have this for the rest of your life, then surely, you know, like even if you do experience tinnitus for the next 10, 20 years at a low level, doesn't mean that you are stuck in that way in your body, in the way you're feeling together yeah. with it. Right. Yeah. So that, that's the big problem. The people associate their state of being and say, well, if this is how I'm going to be feeling the next 10 years, then might as well, you know. So I think that's one of the biggest problems to say, like, well, you know, when are emotions ever forever? Yeah. Mm. And even in, in difficult Actually. states or times, they might have experienced depression or the loss of a loved one or something. And I mean, these things are part of life, but mm -hmm. these are states that never that that never last forever and i think that's what people missing out a lot on when the yeah. doctor says you're going to be feeling like this he didn't say that but people interpret it that way mm -hmm. because when they hear you're going to have this for the rest of your life they hear i'm going to be feeling like this for the rest of my life and that's yeah. not a nice thing to hear yeah it's it, and it, and it's it's not true as you rightly say our experience is constantly shifting and sometimes we can be obsessed with tinnitus sometimes we forget all about it um but you know one of the lucky things is with the internet stuff and youtube it's produced a lot of data a lot of people are, are saying this is what i've experienced and so in my app there's a section called positive stories Mm. And it talks by people who who've got better. Nice. And it's, there's one document here called Positive Feedback. And nice. if you click on that, I just collect every once in a while, I collect things that people have written on the Internet. I'm not allowed to use my clients because of confidentiality. But when people post things in the public space, then and I, I I ask them, um, I I take what they've written, and there must be about, I don't know, 140 stories here, people getting wow. better, getting awesome. better, you know. Fantastic. Um, when you hear about people getting better, um, then you know it's a possibility. And then when somebody said, no, 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 you're going to have this for the rest of your life, you, <laughs> you, you can either think, well, what they're saying is negative, and, and they may not know, but clearly they don't know how to help me. Um, or or they're sort of bullying me because they're they're in a stuck place and they're a bit they can't believe that they can open up and release and let go as well. Yeah. Positive stories are just so beneficial. Mm. Yeah, one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree. Um, Julian, I wanted to ask you. Um, I mean, obviously, it's been so fun, and I'm one hundred percent sure that we will have you that we will have or we should have another episode together because i think oh, uh, happy there, there are probably like tens of hours of uh, we could still be <laughs> continuing to talk about everything here and i would love for you if that at some point in the next few months is possible to give a little bit of a talk maybe in our community if you would want to and maybe also present your app and maybe present a few things i mean we can we can see whether we can schedule that and i wanted to ask you one thing again Please share quickly. Uh, the app is called Quieten, right? So yeah. Q U I E T E N, right? Yeah. I don't know if you can see it. So Quiet, Q U I E T, and then N on the end, Quieten. Yeah. The verb to quieten down. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. yeah. So you can find okay. you can find that on in the App Store or Google Play. Great. Um, 
And um, my book, Tinnitus from Tyrant to Friend, is on Great. Amazon. Um, it's been translated into many languages, German, um, yeah. Turkish, and, um, you know, Arabic. Wow. Uh, lots of different um, languages. You can find that yeah. on my website or on Amazon. Um, yeah. My website's juliancowanhill.co.uk. Yeah, we will definitely put that in the show notes so you can, um, so that people can check it out um, for the people who uh, are listening to this episode. And um, we, I mean, I also sincerely suggested people to go uh, check all your resources out. Uh, I wanted to ask you one, 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 one last thing now. Um, I wanted to know for um, people who are hearing this and listening to this, uh, who are relatively new to tinnitus, what, we, what can we say? How can we tune into the compassion of welcoming them into, yeah, onto this journey? And what are some of the first steps that they could start? And I think that's like a nice thing that I like to ask the people who come onto my podcast. Yeah, well, it, just first of all, don't panic. Tinnitus is very changeable. Mm. Just like your pupils dilate, and you, if you're in a dangerous situation, you need to see any movement anywhere. Your ears yeah. become sensitive, and this is very, very changeable. Mm. So the, the most important thing to learn is how to shift your focus away. You want to leave your ears alone and to get a, a really good, solid sense of well-being and oh, <laughs> inside mm -hmm. your nervous system. Yeah. So, you know, all these practices of body work meditation mindfulness really really help massive massively yeah yeah that's very nice and uh one last question maybe you have an answer maybe you don't have an answer it's a much more general question so i'm going to be introducing the question for a bit so you can think about it uh, it's a question that's often asked on one of my favorite podcasts the fa one of my favorite podcasts is the tim ferris show Uh, and the, the the question goes like this. If you had a chance of putting up a billboard with one sentence, let's say in the middle of Times Square or in London, uh, in the middle of the city with one sentence, what would that sentence maybe be? Maybe you uh, maybe you have an idea already. Maybe you need a, a couple of seconds to find out about this. This is, I think, a very general question and everyone comes up with different answers, but I find it quite fun. And uh, quite insightful of what people would, uh, what, what their message to the world would be if they had a chance to put something like that out. My message is there really is stillness. Nice. We can experience stillness. We're all sitting in a big soup of stillness. And this stillness goes right through us. And it's very, very nourishing and resourcing. It's a real thing that we can we can get to experience and know wow yeah i think we keep forgetting too much about that right with modern social media information available now with the ai at the tip of everything immediately and we forget to just do nothing well i, I have a little story I've, i put into chat gpt what yeah. are the top 15 tips to help tinnitus and it yeah. came out almost exactly the same with my top 15 tips wow really yes well, well that also shows that you are the one who's longest on the internet of uh, <laughs> what you've been doing and the and the ai just copies that basically but that's yeah. at least uh that's at least good because that means people with tinnitus already find the right tips of approaching it yeah wow. i mean it's, it's it is an amazing uh thing that's happening scary yeah. but amazing yeah 
All right, Julian, it's been uh, fantastic. It's been a very, very big pleasure from my side. So thank you so much for your time and coming onto the podcast. I'm sure we'll have you back on the show. Uh, I um, From the Hulk Tinnitus community, I want to uh, thank you for all the work that you're doing, all the people that you're helping. It's amazing to be able to connect with someone like yourself. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. An absolute pleasure. I wish everybody well. It is possible to get better. Thanks so much, Julian. Okay. A pleasure. Wow. What a banger, eh? I uh, certainly really enjoyed that conversation with Julian. What a fantastic guy and what an amazing and inspiring story of how he um, yeah, turned his own personal experience of tinnitus around, managed to really um, uh, get so much better with his own tinnitus, but also helping so many people all over the world through his app, uh, through his videos, through something that he shared with me as well. Um, uh, a, a retreat that they're going to have soon. So if you want to, you can check that out in the Quieten app as well. Um, yeah, it was fantastic to have Julian on the podcast. Um, I can only say it's uh, still my honor to be continuing doing this podcast after 50 plus episodes. Um, it's become something that I do quite regularly, but uh, I really appreciate all the support. Um, if you really want to support us, uh, go to www.mytinnitus.club and join our online tinnitus community for a very short membership fee that is supporting my podcast, but is on the same path, also helping you um, with getting closer to habituation, learning the tools and tips and strategies that uh, can support and help you individually to get better with your tinnitus. So yeah, if you want to support me as a creator and the work I do, then uh, the best way to do that is simply go to www.mytinnitus.club and join join us in our online membership community because it is uh, that what makes me most happy to see our community grow to over 50 or nearly 60 members right now um, uh, the community is ever growing with more and more people so very very happy to see that and we'd of course love to have you on there as well and uh, every two weeks we have accountability check-ins or a meeting where you come in you uh, set your current goals in your path to habituation maybe also what your obstacles are whether you are very reactive to your tinnitus whether your uh, obstacle is sleeping better with tinnitus. For everything, we will have um, uh, some goals identified just for you personally. And then after two weeks, we analyze and we see how well you have been able to accomplish those goals and whether and how to tweak them. All right. Um, I'd be super happy and stoked to see you there. Otherwise, if you haven't done so, please uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to. Give us a like or a positive rating uh, that also helps uh, not only the podcast to grow in audience numbers, but also to help the people out there with tinnitus and all the uh, algorithms that go through the World Wide Web to recognize that our podcast is valid for the people who do the experience and deal with tinnitus. So yeah, thank you for all your continued support. I hope that all of you guys are having a fantastic summer and uh, we're having uh, yeah, very cool episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks. A lot of cool stuff in the community happening as well. So uh, that's it from me now. I wish you guys as usual a fantastic uh, weekend episodes coming out uh, every second week on Friday of this podcast and from my heart to yours from Berlin in Germany to wherever you're tuning in, I wish you all the best and happy tinnitus habituating. All right, guys. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website 
at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.